0: Hello there friends, you are listening to Doc and Rock Radio, I am your host as always, Frank Inglis, and uh, we're here with episode 3, oh yeah, episode 3, coming out pretty late, coming out pretty late, I was meant to record it on Saturday, uh, it is now a Thursday, and I've only just gotten to recording it, but you know what was the problem, I was sitting there all week thinking, what do I talk about? In terms of news, I could have spoken about the second wave of 20th anniversary pendulums, the Digimon, that are coming out. Well, the first wave is coming out in about two weeks, but then the second wave was just revealed uh, to be Dukemon and Beelzebubmon color schemes, and they're coming out in December. Could have spoken about that, but uh, as you have just bared witness to, it's taken me about 20 seconds to explain that. And I couldn't think of much else to talk about in regards to the Pendulums. I'm incredibly excited for the Digimon Pendulum 20th Anniversary releases. I have currently uh, started up, I've started running my own Pendulum. I have a few of the original Pendulums on my wall. I display them. I also play with them though. And uh, my favorite is the Virus Busters one, the version 0. And I've restarted that one. Currently have an Angemon and I'm pretty excited about. And uh, I'm using one of the Battle Buddies. They're like these... uh, old it's it's a figurine of an argumon but on the bottom it has the dock and rock uh, connectors and you can basically use it to train and battle your virtual pet if you don't have a friend that also has a virtual pet i mean i do have that i have a couple of friends that have v pets um, but i haven't been able to see them as much as i uh, would like to so i'm using that to train myself i'll train my Angemon. Um, so I could have spoken about that for a lot longer. You know, we're two minutes in and I'm basically tapped when it comes to just regular run-of-the-mill stuff. Uh, and I was thinking about what to talk about all week while playing a new game that I bought uh, called Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redo, or Redix, as some people like to call that. And I'm sitting there playing the game and I'm just thinking wow what what do I talk about on my podcast about virtual pets and monster taming RPGs and whatnot what could I possibly talk about all the while getting distracted by uh, one of the very first monster taming RPG franchises to ever exist which is Megami Tensei slash Shin Megami Tensei and I thought yep there it is it's been there it's right in front of my eyes the entire time there it is I'm going to talk about Shin Megami Tensei but not just about Shin Megami Tensei um and not just about Strange Journey either which is a re-release of the Nintendo DS game on the Nintendo 3DS with an extra character and an extra couple of scenarios and and dungeons and whatnot that is a is a great game I have no complaints there uh, but once again that's all I have to say about that no I wanted to go back I wanted to go back all the way to the 80s And I wanted to give you guys kind of like an overall, uh, I don't know, lineup or or, or timeline, if you will, of the Shin Megami Tensei series actually leading to a very surprising place. Um, And fans of the series may know this, or they may not. I'm hoping that you don't know this, by the way, because I want you to kind of walk away thinking, Damn, I didn't know that. Now I know that. That's kind of what I want to do with this podcast, too. I've decided in a way, I want to give you stuff that maybe you don't know. Uh, So I spent my time, I did a bit of research this morning. I'd already known a lot of this. In fact, everything I wrote down, I have a big uh, (laughs) white pad laid out and I've written everything down in like a timeline that I want to talk about. And I knew most of this, but I also, I I want to put it in a way that it makes sense and is cohesive and I have actual dates and, and whatnot. So it's easier for everyone else listening to actually go, yeah, okay, I actually understand what is being told to me. So let's start off in the 1980s. Now, if you know Shin Megami Tensei, uh, you would know that it is basically a series of games, monster-taming RPGs, uh, that are quite... To call them dark is an understatement. That They're demonic, literally. It's, It's about demons. But in, in every iteration of the game, you basically play a human character, uh, which then unlocks what is called a, in quotes, demon summoning program, either to a smartphone or an older device, depending on what game you're playing. Mind you, uh, the first game of Shin Megami Tensei came out in 1987. So if you're playing the older games, it usually comes in some sort of computer you know computer summoning demons uh, but yeah basically what you do is when you're playing this game the stories are you're a human you have a demon summoning program uh, there are su- is some sort of calamity some sort of universe world ending calamity happening and it's now up to you and your cohorts to stop it you fight demons you recruit demons demons don't Uh, evolve in this series what you do is you can level them up they will gain new abilities uh, their stats will raise then you will fuse them with other demons to create even more powerful demons Uh, now unlike pokemon unlike digimon in in pokemon obviously the mechanic is the pokeball to capture the pokemon in digimon it's the scan mechanic if you're playing the rpgs um, and in, in the older games, it's literally finding a digital egg, a digitama, as it were, and it hatches and you raise it. In Shin Megami Tensei, uh, it's conversation based. You will come into contact with a demon, you will have a conversation with the demon. If you happen to say something that the demon enjoys or agrees with, it might become your demon. And if it happens to disagree with you, it will usually just attack you um, or run away. You know, either way, you don't get that demon. Anyway, so now you kind of know the basis for Shin Megami Tensei, right? Demon summoning program. It's all about demons. Talking to demons, recruiting demons, fusing demons, saving the universe, saving the world. It usually has something to do with, uh, you know, God or Satan. Shin Megami Tensei doesn't often just stick. It's not local, you know. It's not micro, it's macro. It's always the safety or the safeguard of the universe, or your world as you know it, rather than, uh, you know, something a little bit more, like I said, local, like, oh, I gotta save my towns under attack, or something like that. You know, Pokemon is more about your story as the trainer, Digimon is your story as the tamer, and usually you have to save the digital world, or something to that degree. In Shimagami Tensei, Tensei, it's basically the universe rests on your shoulders, so it's pretty heavy stuff, but you may not know this but Atlas didn't actually come up with Shin Megami Tensei. Now Atlas are the developers of the Shin Megami Tensei series and it's basically their greatest seller. It's kind of I mean there's there's a demon called Jack Frost who is a little he looks like a little snowman with a hat, very cute. Uh, not only is he the mascot for Shin Megami Tensei, he's basically the mascot for Atlas. So, Atlas kind of lives and dies by Shin Megami Tensei, and they do other things as well, and they do other good things too. A lot of what they do are offshoots of Shin Megami Tensei, (laughs) for example, Persona, and then offshoots of Persona, like the, the dancing games. But anyway, Atlas didn't actually create Shin Megami Tensei. Excuse me, they created Shin Megami Tensei, but they never created what the entire franchise was based off, which is a novel Called Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensei, and that was written in the mid to late 80s by a gentleman called Aya Nishitani, who I believe worked at a uh, like an IT company. As computers started to roll in and become common use, he was kind of noticing this, and he came up with this story of a of a young boy, you know, a genius young boy, who creates or summons a demon through his personal computer and that demon being loki now the story of shin uh, excuse me (coughs) digital devil story megami tensei uh, does share many similarities with shin megami tensei Um, but there are some key differences that basically come in the form of you know it was a novel it wasn't necessarily a game so there wasn't any need to have hundreds of demons and yada 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 it was it it was more of a micro story rather than a macro story it was about this boy it was about his relationships and then this influence of the the demon loki or in in actuality the, the demigod loki anyway atlas in 1987 looked at digital devil story megami tensei and went that's something we want to make into a game so they did and they released it as Megami Tensei. That was the first ever uh, game in that series that Atlas created. It was released on the Famicom in 1987 and it blew up big time. It was one hell of a hit. Uh, It had a a sequel. It had Megami Tensei 2, which, by the way, the original books by Aya Nishitani, Digital Devil Story, had two sequels. You know, there was three books in the series. So there was plenty for Atlas to go off to create Megami Tensei. Now, that got so big that in 1992, Atlas went, cool, we're going to create our very own game thinly related to the original books and the original game Megami Tensei. And they called it Shin Megami Tensei. Now, Shin is a Japanese word that means... uh, like true or real. Uh, Megami is a female goddess. That's it's another Japanese word. Um, Tensei means well, something akin to um, reincarnation. Something like that. Rebirth, something to those lines. So Shin Megami Tensei actually means true goddess rebirth, um, which I don't believe necessarily has a solid representation in the game. Like, you know, the name Shin Megami Tensei is not necessarily reflected in the games. It's like Final Fantasy. You know, it's not always their Final Fantasy. In fact, most of them is the first of many fantasies. Not the Final Fantasy. So, go back to the Famicom release, or excuse me, Super Famicom release, Atlas brought to the public's attention shin megami tensei first of many 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 games in this long series and this was in 1992 and shin megami tensei well it brought a lot to the series it brought way more demons it brought a dungeons and dragons allegiance uh, layout you know your your lawful chaotic neutral a lot of that Uh, and it brought with it a an even bigger story once again was mostly about demons and uh, the use of demons through a summoning application that could either be on a personal computer or on a mobile device as the games got uh, went on and they were brought into you know the the modern times it then became uh oh my smartphone has an app which is a demon summoning app etc etc so this game just this absolutely destroyed the marketplace it was as if we'd never seen something like it before especially in japan it was incredible to see something so in-depth and with so many different endings and paths you could take and it was it was incredible and even to this day it's kind of still blows people away you know new fans of the series i'd love to see you know if you go on reddit or you go on not so much 4chan but and in forums, you see people kind of getting into Shin Megami Tensei and they're surprised at just how big it is. Because a lot of people know Shin Megami Tensei through Persona. Specifically Persona 4. Even though Persona 4 is... So, another bit of... I didn't think about talking about this, but I'll talk about it anyway. So... Uh, Shin Megami Persona, the Persona series, is a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei. So you have uh, games like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey. Uh, then you also have like, you know, Shin Megami Tensei 1 through 4, 4 being the latest one, or 4 Apocalypse being the latest one. And I believe Atlus plans to release Shin Megami Tensei 5 on the Switch, I believe. But, Outside of your mainline series of games, you also have, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Devil Survivor, Digital Devil Saga, which was on the PS2. Uh, and you also have Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Now, Persona 1, 2, and 3 had the label of Shin Megami Tensei. Persona 3 blew up to such a degree that Atlus kind of went, look, with Persona 4, maybe we just release it as Persona 4 instead of Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4, because, I mean, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3 was so big, if we got rid of the Shin Megami Tensei kind of forward, maybe it would inspire more people that don't know about the series to purchase it, which is a great marketing thing, right? Because if you see Shin Megami Tensei yada, 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 you go, well, I know about the yada, yada, but I don't know about the Shin Megami Tensei. Do I have to have played all the other games? it doesn't help that, you know, Persona 4, anything with a number behind it, even if it doesn't relate to previous numbers, is also really scary. But I think we live in an age right now where you have, you know, Final Fantasy 15, and it doesn't even, it doesn't necessarily relate to, you know, Final Fantasy, insert number here. So a bit more, we're, we're a bit more receptive to to that. But Atlas went, look, let's ditch Shin Megami Tensei, still part of the series, but let's ditch Shin Megami Tensei for Persona 4, and Persona 4 became well, perhaps the most popular game in the, the Persona series, but arguably even in Atlas's record books, it probably became one of the most popular games that they've ever created and released. Uh, now persona 5 is out and i believe persona 5 has just absolutely destroyed the competition when it comes to that uh but yeah as a whole shin megami tensei has done so much and i mean within its own right and atlas within its own right have done so much but also for other franchises too now here's where i i want to get into something a little bit more maybe something that you don't know which i find really fascinating not that you don't know it but that it does exist but you have this everlasting debate of digimon v pokemon right and you have people that are ill-informed that just think digimon was a cash grab that is will piggyback off of Pokemon's success now as any fan of digimon knows that is an absolutely incorrect statement Digimon stands on its own right and yeah has its own footing I would say I, I definitely believe that I think that Digimon is so different from Pokemon that it is hard to compare them I mean you compare them on surface level you know by by saying oh it's about monsters and you evolve the monsters and it's called Digimon and one's called Pokemon but um when they were creating Digimon and in fact there were so kenji watanabe did an interview in 2017 uh he did it so when they released the 20th anniversary v pets they also released a 20th anniversary art book which featured every digimon obtainable in the 20th anniversary virtual pets as well as artwork for you know digimon that weren't necessarily featured that may have been featured for conception designs for Digimon, and an interview by Kenji Watanabe, who is the long-term artist for Digimon. is basically his life's work. He spoke about a few things, possible names of Digimon They were going to go with something closer to Tamagotchi, like Otokochi. They were going to go for something. One of the ones that it was actually really funny, one of the ones that he said was getting, going to get close to being the name was called Capsule Zorus. As in Saurus, but with a Z. Uh, but the team thought that it, it, the, the idea of putting "Capsule" in the name will infringe too much on "in quotations" another franchise, uh, which is obviously referring to Pokémon. Because so in Japan, it's called Pocket Monsters. And if you look at early designs, the, the Pokémon were meant to come in like a Gachapon-style uh, ball, which is why the Pokeball is you know the two different colors and it kind of opens up as if it was a Gachapon you know pod or whatever you call it ball uh so they thought yeah let's not go too heavily towards that let's make it our own thing and in fact they didn't even really want to call it digital monsters because it would have been shortened to digimon which is close to pokemon right because they'd like to do that in japan they shortened you know if, if a title has two words they shorten it they cut them in half they stick them together but they went with Digimon in the end because they were like, well, they are digital and they are monsters and it just sounds good and it rolls off the tongue, Digimon, digital monsters. And when they were looking for designs, Kenji Watanabe is a big fan of like American comic books. And uh, the heads at I suggested, yeah, like why don't we head more towards the American style, make the monsters a little bit more grotesque, make them kind of savage looking. They are monsters after all. Uh, so he did, so he was inspired a lot by uh, Spawn and image comics of, of that type, uh, but then he started to develop his own illustration style based on that, and eventually it just became, as he said, his life works, so anything he draws now looks like a Digimon, even if it doesn't mean for it to look like a Digimon, but they were saying when uh, later on in the game when they were looking at designs, they did look towards Shin Megami Tensei. They looked towards Shin Megami Tensei for a lot. Uh, Kenji Watanabe... Actually, I'll read the quote for you, if you will indulge me. Let me just pull it up here. So, Kenji Watanabe had uh, this to say. I'll explain... I'll, I'll quote the entire thing, so that you know in context. We, the development team also talked about how the illustrations from the Megami Tensei series were really stylish and cool. A lot of the art had a really unique feel. Sometimes you couldn't tell if something was meant to be a god or a monster, and you would wonder where some of the motifs come from. Sometimes, I also got bursts of inspiration while looking through the games and media that were popular at the time. I thought having Digimon be monsters that were formed by taking data from various mythologies or animals was a nice idea. However, if I followed their mythological descriptions too closely, i just end up with something that looks like the designs already in other media out there, so I kept that in mind while designing. I think the resulting Digimon designs are quite rich in variation as a result. And there you have Kenji Watanabe citing Megami Tensei as kind of direct inspiration. If you look at a lot of the designs as well, a lot of people have compared things like uh, Lucemon Lucimon fall down mode and then the character of Lucifer in Shin Megami Tensei there's a there's a variation of the character Lucifer and I mean the similarities are, 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 are there they're both blonde both have a multitude of wings half of them being demonic half of them being angelic it makes sense you know if you know the mythology behind Lucifer you know, the Morning Star, the Fallen Angel stuff like that uh, so you can see where that comes from I just think it's interesting that you know, a lot of people, like I said earlier, ill-informed people look at Digimon and think, wow, what a rip-off of Pokemon. But really, I mean, Pokemon was a rip-off of other things as well, like Dragon Quest Monsters as well. <laughs> not not that it was a rip-off of Dragon Quest Monsters, but I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of two points at the one time. What I'm saying is there's so much more out there than just Pokemon. And I wanted to talk about Dragon Quest Monsters as well, because I think that's also a great addition to the series. But what I meant to say was that there was so much more before Pokemon. And in fact, Digimon was never in direct competition with Pokemon in the regard of v- uh, video games. And I think people don't necessarily know that. They see the anime side by side and they think, yeah, well, they're basically just the same. But I mean, Digimon was a totally different race. You know, they w- it was a different game at that time. It was a different sport. Digimon was playing soccer. Pokemon was playing baseball. Digimon was a virtual pet, but it was inspired by something that had had come, you know, some 15 years before it, which was Megami Tensei. It's just interesting to think of what comes from what, and can you imagine what inspires things in the future? I like to sit and think, uh, I mean, and this is why in episode one, I spoke about Monster Crown and how well it's doing with the, the genres, because all of these things have inspired Monster Crown. Monstercrown have taken them, rolled them into a ball, and laid them out nicely for everyone, and I think that's a that's a great thing. But no, I love Shin Megami Tensei, and, and I love Digimon, and I, and I think, I mean, for me, those those three kind of go Digimon, Shin Megami Tensei, Pokemon, in in order of uh, best to worst. Not worst, I shouldn't say worst. Uh, most enjoyed to less enjoyed, not least enjoyed, because I still love Pokemon. But it's incredible how you know, Digital Devil Story, the novels, inspired the games, which then inspired the franchise, which then went on to inspire Digimon, which Digimon has then gone on to inspire many other things. Funnily enough, actually, here's another little tidbit for you. Um, Aya Nishitani didn't write many novels after that, uh, he wrote his three Megami Tensei novels and then and then went he w- went to write other things but not Megami Tensei. And after a few years, he was inspired to write another novel by Shin Megami Tensei. So just think about how what a crazy circle that is. Digital devil story Megami Tensei, written by Aya Nishitani, inspires the development of the 1987 Famicom game. <laughs> Megami Tensei which then goes on to produce Shin Megami Tensei. I Nishitani looks at Shin Megami Tensei, thinks I should write a book about that again, writes another book about that again. <laughs> so essentially he is uh, inspired by himself, but he went the roundabout way. Uh, and that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. But yeah, as, as far as that goes, that, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is Shin Megami Tensei and its influence on Digimon. I feel like this podcast will always go back to Digimon because it is my bread and butter. I I do love Digimon a lot. And no matter what I do, it usually is because it either reminds me of Digimon, influences me to go back to playing Digimon. Yeah, I, I really do have, I have quite a soft spot for Digimon and it is my favorite franchise. So it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, that might be it for today's episode, actually. It's a short one, about 25 minutes long. Um, and i should give you guys more but you know what i might do i might organize a second podcast in the next couple of days just to make up for missing or delaying this podcast not that i'm you know i'm sure you guys aren't chopping at the bit to see to listen to the podcast every week but i feel like the few of you that have listened to the last two episodes and are giving me kind words would be interested in hearing this and uh, i kind of owe it to you guys But yeah, if you do have any suggestions, um, you can just head over to my SoundCloud account and comment there where I'm going to post this anyway. And just tell me what you want to talk about because yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys want to talk about. Otherwise, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, which is I'll think of something, I'll look up a bunch of information and try to give you something maybe you don't know. But until then, enjoy your lives, have fun, keep playing with virtual pets, keep playing your RPGs, Get out there and raise some virtual pets, huh? Have fun with it. Keep doing it. Never stop doing it. Why? Do it in public. <laughs> Do it with people around. Show them you're not afraid. Show them that a virtual pet is just as important as a real pet. that will make a resurgence. A big one, too. I feel like it's on the verge of happening. And Digimon's doing that with the 20th anniversary. You can even buy chibi tamagotchis in store now so sooner or later they'll be in the zeitgeist once again until then though we'll enjoy it for ourselves have a good week everybody i have been frank inglis and this is doc and rock Radio.